This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Found ourselves this year so far in some uh, third and twos and third threes that we haven't converted on offense. Um, you know, and we got to get it fixed. We got to do a better job of that. Um, you know, we're uh, you know just been in some situations where we haven't executed very well. In those those situations we, we expect to. And you know, third and long for an extra long, different story. But third medium, third short, um, we got to keep drives going. Who's the first one? <laughs> <laughs> Two questions. Yeah. So. Um, after you know, reviewing the film, you know, we decided that, that Kyle's going to be the starter um, and that, you know, make that distinction. Um, we still plan on playing Devin, but we feel like Kyle has, has really stepped up to, to, and deserves to be the starter. So, um, you know, we're going to go ahead and make that distinction. All right, fourth row right, uh, Cameron T. Robinson, the athletic. Yeah, just the overall uh, consistency that I think he's been playing with. He, you know, he made some. Uh, some nice throws. He um, kept the offense going. He uh, came out of the gates playing efficient football, and and that's what we're going to look for moving forward. But uh, I would just say overall consistency. Yeah, that's. I, I think it's it's building. You can see. I think regardless of, of the opponent, when you play at Ohio Stadium. And, um, you know, you get your second start. You know, you have to see how people are going to react. I thought he was much more poised in this game than the first one. And I think that's natural. So, again, you know, we'll see if we can we can build on that. Uh, but like you said, bigger challenges ahead. Uh, far right, Adam Kate, WDNF. Uh, what will Devin's role be moving forward? Do you know? Is it, I mean, do you want to get him out there to still schedule drives? Or is this just kind of yeah, we'd, we'd like to. We'd like to get him, get him out there and play. I think it depends on the opponent. depends on... Uh, the strategy, um, there's a lot that will come into play each week. I don't think it will be something that we do the same thing every week, but um, we'll look at the opponent, we'll look at the situation, we'll look at the schematics of it all and, and see where he fits. How important is this week for Kyle to get out there and have one full game as a starter before going south? I think it's important for everybody to play well this week. You know, we, we have to keep upgrading and keep playing. Um, you know, Kyle's no different, but you know, I think you know, we all want to have a great week of work and we all want to keep getting better. And, uh, you know, we, now we're getting into game three, so you know, want to keep building and growing. I think it's a really important week for us. Uh, fifth row, uh, right, uh, Spencer Holbrook, Leonard Monroe. Brad, when you reviewed the film, uh, what did you like from the offensive line, and what still concerns you about those, those first five? Yeah, I, I thought the protection overall was solid. I think they gave uh, Kyle, um, you know, some good time. Uh, Got to keep building on that. I thought their 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 effort and their finish was was much better, and uh, you know, there was some some good plays where I thought we came off the ball. Um, but, you know, again, overall,
overall consistency is something that we're working on, and you know we got to get better. But uh, there was some improvement there. But you know we expect on third and one, third and two, third and three to, to execute, to get first downs, and um, you know there was a couple couple penalties in there as well. Um, so got to clean those things up. Yeah, it's constant communication, and that's that's on us as coaches to make sure that we're doing the right things that he can do, and, and allowing him to to play free and, and not you know worry about making mistakes, but at the same time um, you know think clearly and, and be able to you know, put his best foot forward, his be- put his best play on the field. You know, if we're doing too many things that we got to cut back, if we're not doing enough to putting him in a situation to be successful, then we have to look at that, um, and, and he has to just keep growing. But. The more he plays, the better he's going to be. The, the talent's there. Far right, Rob Oliver, Columbus Dispatch. Brian, you've expressed uh, some frustration several times now about the, the shortening of the game, the fewer the plays. That's not changing. If you had a chance to talk to with your staff about like, what can you do differently to take advantage of this? Uh, I think it's just on a week-to-week basis. I think you know we're, we're in for a, a different challenge this week. You know, This week, you're going to see a team that throws the ball a lot more, plays faster. Uh, different challenge, um, so we'll just take it on a week-to-week basis. And uh, listen, the bottom line is, you know, if we get off the field or we convert on third downs, then you know, we'll move it more efficiently, and that's that's going to be the goal. But we do talk about what teams, you know, goal is on each side of the ball and and how they you know plan to attack us, and so you know, we have to adjust and adapt based on who we're playing. And this this week will be a different challenge. You said also that it's uh, guys deserving to play. That's got to be hard. As Yeah, I think they understand, but um, but but they want to get on the field. They, they came here to play, and um, you know we want to get them in the game. And you know the guys that deserve to. You know, there's there's some guys that are still young that are working their way up, and and the goal is that by the end of the season we have you know really good depth at all positions, um, and so that's that's where the growth during the season and the work that we have to put in. We're going to be a lot look a lot different team now than we are in, in a couple weeks, and, and vice versa. So, um, you know, I, I think that. It's going to be important to try to get as many guys in the game as we can, but at the same time, you know, we gotta we gotta get the guys who are starters and the first string guys in there to get enough reps to, to continue to build. Second row right, Bill Landis, rivals the podcast. Ryan, is there anything that could make a, an offensive line sort of more adept to zone schemes versus gap schemes, or, or vice versa? And have you observed anything about your line relative to that this first game? Uh, yeah, I think it's it's a good question. Some teams, like you said, some guys are built more uh, for gap schemes. You know, they're just the, the size of the guys. You know, usually the bigger, stronger guys are a little bit more of, of the gap schemes. Um, you know, more athletic teams usually do a little more of the zone schemes. I think our guys can do both. Uh, I think they have the size and the athleticism to do both. And when you can change up what you're doing against the defensive line, where you know one time you're, you're down blocking on them, the next time you're really you know, zone reaching them and creating space. Um, you're putting them in stress, but um, you know, it's only if we're fitting them up right and we're hitting them right. Uh, I, do, I do think there was some, some good hits on Saturday. I, I do, but but not nearly consistent enough. It, it seemed like compared to the Indiana game, maybe you guys were a little more inside zone focused against Youngstown State. Um, is that just a product of the opponent, or are you just trying to work through some stuff? Is that perhaps something you think you guys might do better? I, I, what was the thought process? I, I, 
once in a while you got to just say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna run the ball up the middle and, and make four yards and, and then do it again. That's part of growing a team and building a team. I thought you know we did a nice job a couple times to get the ball at the perimeter and create some explosive plays, but ultimately, you know, uh, we also have to run the ball inside the tackles. So there's a little bit of both going on there, especially in the game early in the season. Fourth row middle, Tony Gerbin, Buckeye Huddle. Right in the, uh, the process of giving your starting quarterback, how much of an impact do you think guys had on third downs and offensive efficiency? Um, yeah, I mean, the quarterback is a huge part of that. Um, as we know, the quarterback really gets judged on third down in the red zone. Um, opportunities to throw the ball down the field, um, you know, play action, and, you know, to cre- you know, create explosives, decision making. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be a big part of it, the timing and, and all that. But I, I think that there's been enough this year in that third and medium, three, four, two, that, that we haven't converted on that you know, we got to help them run. Is that, is that more of an offensive line thing? I don't think you can point to one thing, but but that's that's what happens, you know, when you have uh, some inexperience there. You know, it's one one thing here, one thing there, and you know, you add those up, then you know, you're not as efficient as you'd like to be. So uh, we've met as a group, we've talked about it, and uh, we're gonna try to give them a good plan and go after it again this week. Second story, Pat Murphy, 24/7 Sports. Going back to Rob's question about the, the clock and the rules, <clears throat> you obviously dealt with similar rules in the NFL. I know it's been quite a while since you were there, but how how much can you draw back on? I just think it's a totally different game, you know. Even uh, just you know, I threw on a little bit of that, that Jets game last night and just watched it. It just you, know, you break the huddle at 15, and you know, just the numbers aren't as aren't as big in, in, in that league as it is in college, and uh, it's just very different that way. You know, they play the game in the middle of the field. Um, you know, you really don't see any teams in the NFL go really go no huddle. Most of them are huddling for the most part, and so um, it's just different. You know, there's just not as many plays in the NFL uh, as there is in college. Uh, more games in the regular season. So um, just different. talking As a play caller, you, know, I mean, you have certain things that you're trying to get done on the drive, certain things you want to get done in a game. How have the clock rules maybe affected what you want to run on game day? And also, like, do you feel like can you call something that has to be more maximized than maybe in the yeah, yeah, there's no question. It has to be, we talked about that as a team. It has to be more efficient. You know, we've got to come out of the gates and be efficient. I thought we did that um, you know, in the first quarter. We took the ball and uh, we were, you know, how does it affect a game like it was on Saturday? You're trying to play fast. You know, we're trying to play fast. They're trying to play slow. That's just kind of the back and forth of it all. Um, you know, when we start getting into you know, some different games down the road, that's not going to be the focus. You know, the focus will be on winning the game. But, um, you know, yeah, we try to get as many plays as we possibly could. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It goes down. Go down in the field. 
21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
and what they come up and say is really impressive. You know? uh, probably that they work off of each other. You know, you can you can clearly see there's a plan on both sides of the ball and what they want to do. They, they want to throw and score a whole bunch of points, and, um, and and the defense, you know, kind of works with the offense the way that they're they're set up. Um, so uh, impressed with that. You know, they they have an identity. By, by naming Kyle the starter, how does that change the practice week? I assume Devin said they were still splitting reps pretty much 50-50 last week. How does that change, and what, how do you envision that helping Kyle be better? Yeah, well, I think first off, it, it you know gives Kyle uh, first off peace of mind that I think you know he, he realizes that he is the starter and he's, he's earned that opportunity. Um, secondly, he um, you know will receive you know more of the reps. Um, you know, Devin will still get. You know, reps in practice, he'll get reps with the ones, but uh, you know, Kyle will get a little bit more than he than he has the last couple of weeks, and I think it's good for for the team to have that distinction to know that, that Kyle right now is the starter. You said back in spring, or maybe even as early as February, when you were talking about this process, that you were looking for a special trait. What's Kyle McCord's special trait? I mean, I, I think right now, um, you know, it, it would be consistency overall. Just. You know, um, we've talked about managing the game in terms of making routine plays routinely, uh, not making bad plays worse. And then we have an opportunity to go make that play on third down in the red zone. We've got to go make it. And I think he's starting to learn how that works, how the game works, the preparation, and those type of things. And, and, and if we can keep building on that, then I think you'll see more and more play. Uh, you know, accuracy is, is another thing that, you know, he's, he's been, he's missed a couple throws, but, you know, we see accuracy in him that, that, um, you know, has a, has a chance to be special as well. Uh, front row right, Austin Ward, Rivals, the podcast. When, when you realized or saw the stat sheet and you saw Travion's carries, what did you think of that? I would love to see uh, him get more, more touches, yeah. Um, but then again, when I looked at everybody, I wish they had more. Yeah. When you, we spent coming out of the first week, like, well, Marvin's got to touch it more. And then week two, now we're talking about Travion. I realize there are a lot of analysis to it, and then, you know, the efficiency plays into this. Well, how much when you're building or designing a game plan are you do you have it in your mind X number of touches per We try to do okay, uh, let's look at the schematics of it all and figure out here's a play that we think we run that fits against this defense. We put it up on the board and then and then at the end we'll say, Okay, how, how is this all shaken out? You know, is it is it heavy one side or another? And what we're not gonna do is compromise what's best for the team just to make sure that touching the ball in a certain game. We saw in the first game, Julian and, and Kate got a bunch of touches. The next game, you know, Mark got some more. And, you know, that, that's pretty normal uh, of the way it goes. So, um, you know, we, we try to be aware of it, but at the same time, we're not going to let it affect, you know, how we're doing our day-to-day stuff. Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, have you faced an offense that's gone a little Western Kentucky in terms of just the volume in which they throw in the last few years? Maybe a few years back against Indiana, they were throwing it a bunch. You know, with Penix, you know, I, I feel like they were throwing it a lot that year. Um, you guys probably remember more than I do, but uh, but this is uh, this is a little bit unique. They didn't even draw some of those kind of maybe like just some Jeff Brown teams. So they didn't even like draw some of those teams you faced before. And then, I mean, you don't typically face air raids a ton in, right. in the Big Ten, but when you can draw on those games, it can help your team. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think Jim has a, probably a little bit more of background with it being, you know, coming from the Big 12 for a couple of years and seeing some of those styles of defense. 
uh, in, in our styles of offense and, and going up against them. So uh, he's got a pretty good, um, you know, experience with those guys. So uh, had some good conversations with him, and I think he's got a good plan. Uh, far right, Clay Hall, WFYX. You think this is good prep for Notre Dame just in terms of Hartman being an accomplished guy? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a good challenge for our guys. I do. Um, I think it's a good challenge for all of us. Um, so looking forward to getting to work and getting. You know, it, it's a four o'clock game for us. You know, we got the night game the next week. So, um, you know, we played the noon game this this past week. So I think you know you're hitting a couple different times. Uh, you're hitting a couple different schemes. Um, you know, different styles. You know, we've had a game on the road. So it's been good. It's 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 been a good start for us. But but now you know going into the third week, you know we got to ratchet it up even more. Are you sounding a warning that hey, you can't worry about next week today? I, I just don't think that that's where we're at right now. I just okay. think that we're one day at a time, growing every day. We know we want to play our best football at the end of the season, but we got to get better like now and and. And that's the message. John, Scheduling is tougher. What areas do you want to, have you circled this week that you've got to be better at? Well, the third down is, is something that just statistically jumps out. Um, but it's all areas. I mean, I can't sit here and tell you that we're a finished product in any one area. Um, if you name off all the different areas in the team, we're trying to get better. We know that um, we're not where we need to be. But it's, it's like we say, you know, it's 1.0, 2.0, this is going to be 3.0, this is going to be our third version of ourselves, and it's got to improve because now you're on film for two weeks, and, you know, teams do a great job, coaches do a great job of scheming you up, and um, ultimately it comes down to playing really, really hard and competing and you know, running around and tackling and, and playing with great emotion. Did you see the improvement you wanted to see in the running game from your own line? Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Of how to be the starter, and what do you need to see from his development to know that he's ready to 
Yeah, I, I, Devin's a great competitor. Uh, he wants it really bad. Um, and, you know, he, he knows that he's one play away, like you said. And uh, he was great. But at the same time, you know, he's uh, going to get back to work this week and get better in the areas he needs to improve on, you know. And we've talked about it. I think it's just the overall consistency for him. You can see it, you know. But uh, he hasn't played a lot, so we're going to try to get him more and more experience. And hopefully the next time he gets out there, you know, he's a little bit more poised and has a feel for the game because uh, the talent is certainly there. No, no, um, you know, I think that I'm, I'm definitely doing that um, better and more than I have in the past. But at the same time, you know, we have young quarterbacks and, um, you know, we got to continually work through, you know, the, the, the beginning stages of the season. So uh, pushing hard in that area as well. Um, long days, but that's okay. That, that's part of the job. But, but, but I think um, certainly Quinn Temple has really helped with that a lot. Um, you know, he's taken a lot of those things off of my plate just in terms of the overall management of the building. And then, you know, having, you know, Brian and, and Justin and Joe Philbin and Todd Fitch, you know, to try to help out with the offense has done, um, they've done a really good job of helping me in that area as well. I know you said that it would be easier to do in the offseason, but it's just kind of hard to yeah. in the season. I guess that's, has it changed at all in these three weeks or is it, is it Yeah, I think so. I think it's changed yeah. a little bit, but. At the same time, you know, yeah, it's, it's you know, you know what you got to do to get the job done, you know, and to win games. And um, and a big part is that, big part of that has been the way we do things on offense. So, um, you know, going to stick with that. And, and uh, the more and more the guys can, can you know, take things and run, the more that, you know, I'll delegate. Front row, Tim May on three at the Tim May Show. Hey, thanks, Jerry. Uh, Ryan, when did the decision hit you that this was the time and the moment where you eat eating dinner? Eating breakfast, were you watching video? I'm talking about, about naming uh, Kyle the modified dude. I, I felt like it after the game. I just didn't feel like it was the right time until we reviewed the film. But uh, I just felt like after the game, there was just an overall poise and consistency that um, just, I think, led us all to think that, okay, Kyle's, Kyle's the guy right now. Yeah. And he seemed to throw the ball more hard. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. He had some that came out with um, a lot more confidence for sure. And uh, the second pick you've taken, at least, of WKU uh, in their offense, Austin Reed, particularly the quarterback, what jumps out at you about him? The way you led the nation in passing last year pretty close. Yeah. Um, his story is pretty interesting, where he came from. And, you know, um, you know, just in terms of, you know, wasn't a highly recruited guy. He's had to earn everything he's had to get. And that's, that's usually you know, the right recipe for a really good quarterback. But he's accurate. He gets the ball out of his hand. Uh, you can tell he's very, very intelligent, has good vision. So... Uh, really good challenge for our defense this week. I mean, they're, they're going to come after us. And, and um, you know, I think, you know, for the D-line, for the secondary, all of the above schematically, um, looking forward to getting them going this week and, and seeing how it plays out on Saturday. Uh, Steve uh, Center, uh, Jeremy Birmingham, Rivals Podcast. Ryan, there's a lot of focus all offseason about leadership, the committees, the, the finding guys to step up and be that guy. A lot of the guys that have been picked, Cade, uh, Xavier, I mean, these are the guys that are quiet guys on the outside looking at you guys obviously see practice, you see a lot more leaders. Is there any concern that there's not a vocal enough presence in the locker room or on the field? It seems like there's just a little bit of flatness at times because that's just the way those guys are. It's not a knock, but is there something more you're looking for? 
I think Tommy uh, does have a, a pretty strong voice out there on the field. I, I agree with you. I think off the field, he's a man of few words. But on the field, I mean, you can feel him. You can hear him. Uh, he has passion. He has intensity. And he runs the defense out there. Uh, I think Mike Hall, really, you know, you feel him. You, you feel him on the field. Uh, I think Travion Henderson has done a really good job. I mean, you feel his intensity every day at practice. You feel him on the field. Um, and so that's great. And, and I think the more you know, some of the other guys, the more that they continue to build confidence this season, you'll start to see that more and more. Um, but but I, I, it's there. Um, I like the way Kay played in the first game. I like his, um, his leadership out there. Um, you know, I think sometimes with the offensive line, you're used to having maybe some older guys there. When you have three new starters there, you know, you don't get uh, as strong of, of leadership because they're still trying to figure it out. Um, I think as they get more and more confident, you know, you'll start to see those guys step up. Any part of that is based on the early season schedule and, and maybe not having people looking ahead to something bigger. I mean, these games are hard to get up for for everyone, but they are playing football at Ohio State, so you expect that they're out there with the right approach, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really felt that, but, um, you know, we'll we'll keep pushing. We know the challenges are coming, and it's only going to get harder and harder. The intensity is going to have to ratchet up for sure. All right, Andrew Gillis, Cleveland.com. Ryan, you mentioned Kyle's consistency, obviously, but how much of this decision is wanting to stick with one quarterback so you can maximize the fewer possessions and the fewer plays that you do have? Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I didn't really look into it that much, but um, yeah, I mean, the more we can get those guys out there and the more reps they take, I know the only the better they're going to get. And um, so, yeah, I mean, the more he can play, I, I, I see it. You know, I, I, I saw the, the progression from week one to week two, and Hopefully, we'll see the same progression in week three. Uh, third row middle, Andy Andrews, 11 Warriors. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, you've been talking a lot about consistency. I guess is that you know the prevailing you know message for the team this week right now. And how how do you build consistency through? I, I mean, practice and, and just uh, how, how do you keep working on that? Well, there's a lot that comes with that. Um, you know, there's first off, there's just you know overall, you know, bringing it every day in terms of your physicality. You know, you have the physical part of it. You know, just the rest you have and, and being physical in practice. You know, this is a violent collision sport. It's a combat sport. So, I mean, you've got to physically bring it every day. And you have to be felt on the field. That's the first thing. The second thing is mentally, you have to prepare at a high level. It's like taking a test every day of practice. And, you know, if you're not prepared mentally to go out in the field and you know, utilize the techniques and the tools or execute the scheme, then, you know, you're not going to be consistent. And then, and then part of that is, like, the soul and the spirit of it all. It's just the overall, like, you know, i got to bring this thing because, you know, we're competing at the highest, highest level there is in all of sports right now. And so those are the three areas where you have to bring it every day. And, you know, we, we want more consistency in that area. Now, that's not unique to this team, but that's a, that is a message.
how do you define success this week? Like, what things are you looking at saying, hey, if we're going to, if, if version 3.0 of us is going to be really good, this, that, this, that, whatever it might be, how do you define success this week? Well, I, I think the first thing is you want everyone to grade out a champion. You've heard us talk about that. So, you know, we look at effort, we look at execution, we look at different things. And if guys grade over 80%, then, then they're a champion. I mean, that's a tangible thing you can look at. And, you know, if you have, you know, your starters or you have a good portion of your offense or defense, um, you know, grade out a champion, that's probably a pretty good day. If you don't, then then that's, you know, that, that's not the, the direction we're trying to go in. Um, so that's, that's the job of the position coaches and the unit coaches and the leaders to make sure that their unit is grading out a champion. Um, and, and we have to be... Um, you know, hard and hold our standard of what is considered a champion and what isn't, you know, because that's ultimately what it comes down to. Now, uh, we'll also look at the game and see, you know, how do we do in third downs? How do we do in red zone? We go through all those situations in the team meeting on Sunday. Uh, did we win those situations? You know, we look at rushing yards. We look at explosive plays. We look at the red zone. We look at third down. We won most of those. We did not win third medium. So that's an area we need to see improvement in. But, um, so, I mean, those really, if you say tangibly, what are the things? The champions, and then did we win the situations? I asked you last week about receivers in the blocking game, and there was one play in particular that sprung a Mecca for a touchdown where it was like two receivers blocked three guys to the ground. Are those the kinds of things that you guys show in film sessions that, that hopefully inspire the rest of the team when you see receivers doing stuff like that? Yeah, then we show the good ones, and we show the ones that we need to improve on. Um, and, you know, it's part of our, our, our meeting on Sunday. And, and that was one of the ones that were on. That was a huge play. They did a great job. Also, the one on Travion's touchdown. G, Ameka, and Marvin did a really nice job. Three for three on the perimeter. You make those blocks, that's when good turns to great. And uh, that's, that was a huge emphasis going into last week. We thought that you know, we needed to block the perimeter better. We did that. Got to keep improving. Big challenge, bigger challenges are coming ahead. But, but there was definitely some tangible things that we saw that we showed the guys where if we make those blocks on the perimeter, we get the ball out there, that's a gain of you know, two touchdowns that if you don't make those blocks, they're gains of five and six. So everyone has to do their part on offense. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Just, 
know, getting our hands tighter inside and, and doing a better job on third down. Uh, Kyle is a pretty flat line, even field kind of guy. What was his reaction when you told him after all these months? <laughs> yeah, you know, Kyle, like you said, is not someone that shows a ton of emotion all the time. Um, he's excited, but uh, but he wasn't exactly jumping on the table when he asked me. I think he was. That was more of a confirmation. I think he felt like the time was right, and I, um, and I think he was right about that. Uh, this out, yeah, this morning. Yeah. And you mentioned peace of mind for him. How much is peace of mind for you that you don't have to think about this anymore? We've got our guy. We've got the West Kentucky, which will be a challenge. We've got the Notre Dame and the Big Ten. We needed to have this done by now. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I guess it's one less thing. Still got a lot of other things to worry about, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think it's um, it's played itself out. I, you know, I think if we sat here two weeks ago, we said, you know, we'll get a chance in two weeks to at least have two games to look at and see where it's at. And I think that's kind of how it went. You never know how it's going to go, right? It could could go a million different ways. You know, you can look at how the game went last night. I mean, unbelievable. But um, so you don't know. You don't have a crystal ball. But here we are. I think it's it's you know played out the way. It, and then also there's also practice, and we've seen enough in practice to lead us to believe that this is the right thing to do. And final question, second row, uh, Doug Lamery, Kings of Columbus. Well, I, don't, I guess Western Kentucky is maybe not pure air raid anymore, but it's on the tree, yeah. I guess, right? Sure. Have you studied air raid much, dabbled in it? Have you, what do you, have you ever thought of instituting it more into what you do, or how much have you? What, what do you think of that philosophy? Uh, it, it's an identity. It is. Um, you know, there's, there's pluses and minuses to everything. Um, and, and they do a great job of creating space and getting the ball out of their hand quickly and wide receiver screens and the, the throws off of them and they, they, they're creative about some of their trick things that they do and so we've got to be on our game. You know, they've got to challenge us. Um, but yeah, you, we look at everybody. I mean, I probably look at too many people but uh, always looking for great ideas of how teams attack others uh, but ultimately you have to get back to what your identity is, you know, and, um, and so, you know, there's certain things that um, our trends in different leagues. Last week, a lot of teams trying to run the ball on third down, you know, um, short in the game. So they just haven't had the opportunities yet. As you've been formulating this, you know, your, your defensive philosophy over the years, these run or RPO heavy offenses, how much do you have to adjust your philosophy to attack a team like this? Or do you, do you feel like this philosophy is Built already to, to yeah, we built it over the years for the RPO. Um, I think sometimes you can get uh, lulled to sleep, you know, or uh, lose your eyes. A lot of it is about eye discipline, but um, you know the answers are there. They're they're in the system. Um, I feel good about what we have. It's just continued training. He's an athletic, competitive guy, you know, um, who showed also from that position a willingness to tackle, you know. So those guys get into the mix um, as tacklers. And, um, yeah, he showed a toughness also with having the foot speed of a corner, which is ideally what you look for. Part of your philosophy, um, how 
think I've adjusted. You know, um, I think when you're at places where you need to live in that world, you know, feast or famine type of world where you're trying to make sure that you take a lot of chances, do a lot of different things to somehow gain the advantage. You know, I think I've adjusted my philosophy here because we have different players and, um, you know, my job is to make sure that we win the game, you know, not get the TFLs. And uh, a lot of times I think the best philosophy here is to let the guys play, keep the points off the board. Probably last year when we experienced some issues, yeah. You know, I mean, it was, um, I think if you live in that world against teams that, you know, where you have a skill advantage, it can look really nice. But when you get into the matchup games, you know, I found that it can hurt you. So you need to be able to adjust. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, fourth row middle, Tony Vertiman, how that help? Uh, Jim, it seemed like you guys lost leverage a little bit more this week than the previous week. Would you agree with that? What would you assess? Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, I, I think uh, it's uh, guys trying to do too much. You know, we have to make sure that uh, as coaches that they do their jobs and, ch and trust the defense. We have guys who want to make plays, and I think it, at times that leads you to, uh, you know, putting your eyes in the wrong place. I just wonder whether that when they did it so well the week before against an offense they weren't expecting to see, and you, you see an offense you're expecting to see. Yeah, and, you know, yeah I think uh, the first week, you know, we definitely got into a, because it was such a, a different approach, the option that we had in practice, I think, you know, all the guys came together and we made adjustments and it felt like the energy and and everybody was you know just trying to get their job done because you're trying to figure out the option you know there was a hyper focus on that and then this week um, you know I think guys just trying to do too much did you find yourself blitzing on Saturday more than you expected to um, I mean, I always expect to blitz, just pick and choose the moments. Um, you know, probably, you know, when the first drive went south, you know, I pulled it out to try to create that aggression, try to get us back in front of the sticks. But in general, overall, probably not. A couple times on the first drive, more than I would have expected. Absolutely, they're you know very similar to a Big Twelve uh, type of offense. They'll throw the ball down the field to get it, get you running on the perimeter, trying to tire out your defensive linemen, um, get you moving sideways in order to then go up top. You know, create eye violations. 
So yeah, it's similar. Yeah, you got. You have to be able to keep the ball in front of you. You got to be able to, um, you know, I call it smart swarm. You got to be able to chase with, with proper leverage. You can't just chase like randomly on the screens. Everybody's got to be at the right place. Jim, what went into the decision to take Malik out of the game after that first series and go with Jahad rest of the way? I think Malik just looked like he struggled a little bit um, on the first series, and that's natural for a true freshman. Um, he still will have the opportunity to play. Um, just thought it was best um, to get Jihad in there, a guy who had a little more experience. Where do things stand right now in terms of who your top free safety is going into this week? Well, you know, if, if Josh is healthy, you know, depending on what kind of practice time, he gets right. It really depends on practice and, and how well you practice. But I could see Josh uh, moving back in there. Would you start a field during the Birmingham? Maybe this is me <coughs> playing too much video games when I was younger. But when you have a guy like Tony Styles who is so different and can move and play basically on the edge or play nickel or play deep safety, in a week like this where you're playing against a team that you expect to throw the ball around a lot, is there any and having him in the middle and keeping Jordan on the field in the slot so you can get both of those guys length and athleticism out there? Yeah, I think it's always a possibility. Sonny can do a lot of different things, and we want to build that in. At the same time, um, you know, Sonny's young, and uh, we want to make sure he gains the experience necessary to be you know, a premier player in his position. So it's always that balance. How, how much more do you, you know, anything you do with him in other places, you know, which could be appropriate, um, you do take away from his continued learning and progress at his position. Just how big a test will this be for you? Because you're going to, I mean, I'm sure your secondary is waiting for somebody to test him. Um, how big a test is this going to be for him? I think it's a big test. I really do. You know, this is an offense that will attack on the perimeter and down the field. Um, you know, we had some issues with that last year. Um, we've gotten better in our first couple games in terms of explosive plays and minimizing that. But, uh, you know, we haven't really been tested yet. So this will be important. Let's go about the question that Bill asked before, um, your change in philosophy because of where you're at. Would that kick in from the end of last year in the off season or even the first two games this year? Um, yeah, I think it was, you know, building throughout the season. Um, you know, we gave up explosive plays, you know, even to Indiana who we played or Toledo last year, we gave up explosive plays, you know. So those were still wins, but it was always on my mind. And then it uh, um, really came in after the season when I did the study.
his ability to play the yeah on the outside, Ron. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, nowadays people think of corners just as cover guys, and but they're you know teams build that in. You know when you when you're playing with five DBs or different situations, they build that in to try to get to the corner in the run game and in the scheme. So I think it's a big bonus to have a guy like him who who will tackle. Deciding whether you're going to go with a corner or a safety there in those third and long situations, what is going through you and Perry's line when you're trying to decide which one you want to go with in that situation? Well, you're balancing like uh, how much man you're going to play versus how much zone, you know, how much uh, disguise you want to have, um, you know, what, what has been the, their zone training, you know, do they understand all the calls? You know, like the safeties would. Did they understand all the calls? Do they understand all the different formations? You know, man is man. You'd certainly want the, the corner in there, but you have to have other looks off of it. So now it's, it's okay. Does he understand those, and does he understand where he fits in the zone? Jim, again, this what you're talking about with sort of adjusting your philosophy. Um, was that difficult? Was it? obvious to you? Was it something that when you came to Ohio State, you thought maybe I will be less feast or famine because of the types of players? I'm just curious about, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. Mm -hmm. How much of a sea change is this for you? It's a change. Um, how much, I don't know. I mean, I try to pride myself in changing, you know, over the years because the game changes, your personnel changes. Um, I can't, you know, if I'm honest, I can't say that was on my mind when I came here because, the, you know, the things that you do the previous stop are working, so you bring those with you. But I was of the mindset, of course, like, okay, I'd have to see, I have to see the personnel, I have to see how they react, I have to see how they handle, you know, all the different patterns and the, and the comprehensive nature of the system. And then, um, you know, yes, it's really just learning and trying to grow and trying to do what's best to win. Um, it's not what I know, it's what our players know and it's what they do best. And then just philosophically, and I know it probably changes game to game, at a place like this with the players you have here, do you take more risks and are more aggressive in an equal talent game against the best opposition? Or do you back off on the aggressiveness in an equal talent game because we still trust our guys and we don't want to give up a big play because we're trying to be better. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to see the flow of the game. You have to, you know, it's always about balance, right? You, you never want to be predictable. You know, you want to be able to put the pressure in when it's least expected. Um, so to me, it's really about balance and un unpredictability. You know, you don't, you don't want somebody to be able to just line you up and say they know what you're going to do. So. You're just trying to change up, and when you get to those games, you have to look at yourself, scout, and you have to say, okay, what have I done in this situation in the past, and um, do I want to stick with it, or is it time to throw a curveball? Uh, After the game, Denzel said he had much more of a pro approach to how he went about the offseason and has now seen the results of that. How have you seen that, whether it's on film, you talk about habits being what a person is, how have you seen that come to fruition these past two weeks? 
everything you see the in the game, you see in practice, right? I mean, otherwise you're not doing a good job as a coach. Um, so, yeah, I've seen it starting last spring from him, just his demeanor, his attitude, the way he takes care of his body, you know, um, you know, the, the brightness in his eyes, the locked-in learning, you know, all those things. So I, I, we saw it all through spring camp and expect to see it in the game, and we have so far. How difficult is that for a player who had the up-and-down season he had last year to have that reflection and talk to himself a lot and said that, and to go from that to where he is now and learn from those moments and not let it get too far down? It's difficult, right? It's difficult for all of us to change. It's, it's difficult for all of us to be uh, introspective and realize where maybe um, you can do better. So, and, and imagine it's even more difficult for a young person uh, under the spotlight of a top five program and, and <laughs> you know, the pressure that he gets to be able to sit back and look at that. So I give him a lot of credit. Andy. It's Andy. Uh, Hi, Andy. So, going back to Davidson, you talk about being aggressive or not aggressive. He's given up eight catches in the first two weeks. Do you rather him to keep those in front of him? Because he doesn't give up many yards after the catch. Do you want him to be more aggressive in some of those targets? More aggressive. Stay aggressive. Keep throwing punches. Don't change. Don't back off. Keep fighting. He's doing a good job. Definitely after this game, you know, I thought our third down product production was not good enough. So <clears throat> we have to, we have to, um, you know, it's one of those things you always emphasize the third down, and now you get to show your players how important it is and how you give up a couple third downs, but they don't score. Ultimately, that's a check, but we're at Ohio State. We we need a check plus, you know, check plus means. Get the damn ball back, you know, and, and we need to do a better job of that. We'll wrap it up right next to him with Brendan Moore. Okay, uh, a couple quick things. Does Austin Reed remind you of anybody that you played against in the past? Played against a lot of good players. He looks like all the rest of them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Arvell Reese got a little banged up this weekend. Is he okay? He's okay. I don't know his status for this week, but he's, he's okay. And in general, through the first couple of games, you're really happy with just general bumps and bruises and things, but you guys feel like you're fairly healthy outside of the injury for Josh. Yeah. I mean, I think in, in, in general, we're, we're doing okay health-wise. Sorry, we got one more down here for Nick. Yeah. Uh, Austin Reed, what, did, what just jumps out at you about him? Uh, you know, as you watch him play their quarterback, Obviously, the information and passing last year and stuff. What, what just jumps out at you? It's a, he, 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 he seems like a quarter. I, I call it, he, you know, he operates with impunity, you know, just like he just has a, you know, catch the ball, sling it around mentality. 
um, doesn't get hit a lot. You know what I mean? That's and that's that's where you really take notice. Is just like an operator, like a cool operator, you know. And he's just never seems under pressure. Doesn't make a lot of bad throws. You know, just slings it with a purpose. Like knows where he's going. Doesn't get caught off guard too much. And, and the other thing, 